podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. What's good, boys and girls? Two-footed podcast on Tuesday, the 1st of November, brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider, a virtual privacy network, allows you to go online, change your location, access things you're geo-blocked from while also keeping your data safe. Go to LibertyShield.com right now and use the code EPL25. That's EPL25 to get 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homework company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk. And lastly, do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops. You'll find them on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 to get 10% off at the checkout. Christmas is coming. is less than eight weeks to Christmas, so home of Hobcroft and the EPL and Anfield Index shops can be good places to pick up, you know, stocking stuffers and and the like. Uh, do also remember to check out a tad predictable on this feed before every Premier League match week and EPL roundtable on its own EPL roundtable feed after every Premier League match week. Right, folks, uh, it is a Champions League day. Uh, I'm not going to go back over the weekend's games. I assume you all know by now what happened at the weekend. Uh, we'll run through the scores in a bit when we do a, a march around the globe, take a look at some other leagues, just morbid curiosity more than anything. But we do have Champions League tonight. So, um, the early kickoffs. Porto versus Atletico Madrid, Leverkusen versus Club Bruges. Porto and Bruges are already through. They top Group B. Bruges are first, Porto are second. Porto could still top the group with a victory if Bruges failed to beat Leverkusen. Leverkusen can still get themselves into the Europa League if they beat Club Bruges and Atleti don't beat Porto. So these games do matter for seeding and for the Europa League. Uh, it would be a pretty big disaster for Atletico Madrid to get knocked out of European football entirely. And that's something they're going to want to avoid. Porto are going to want to top the group because it'll give them a more favourable draw in the next round. Those are the two early games. They are kicking off at 5.45 UK time. Then we have six 8pm kickoffs. So the games from groups A, C and D kick off at 8. So in group A, it's Liverpool at home to Napoli. 
Napoli are top, Liverpool are second. They are both through to the round of 16. Ajax will play Rangers. That game is in Glasgow at Ibrox. Ajax need a point to be certain of going into the Europa League. In truth, they could lose the game 2-0 and still go through. But I would imagine after four straight defeats, they will want to get a win under their belt and go out of the group stage with a bit of pride and into the Europa League. And uh, anything that involves Rangers finishing with no points is, is good by me. Uh, Liverpool can top the group, but they need to win by four clear goals tonight. So they won't be topping the group. They will finish second behind Napoli. Uh, in Group C, we get Bayern at home to enter. These two teams are already through. Bayern are going to top the group, so it's basically an irrelevant game. And then Barcelona travel to Plisson. Uh, Barca have four points, Plisson has none. So Barca are going to the Europa League and Plisson are out. And it's also basically an irrelevant game. Where the games are not irrelevant, where the games matter massively, is in Group D. Because all four teams could still qualify. So Tottenham, Sporting, Eintracht, Marseille, one through four. Two points separates Tottenham and Marseille, first to fourth. Tottenham travelled to Marseille to take on the French side tonight. A Marseille win, and they're through. A Tottenham win, or draw, and they're through. Sporting and Eintracht, it's basically winner-takes-all. It's a home game for Sporting, but it's winner-take-all. Because if one team wins that game, they're guaranteed to go through. If it gets to, if it's a draw and Marseille beat Tottenham, it becomes quite convoluted. Win the game and you're through. That's the, the message that both sides will be giving out to their teams. Sporting and Eintracht. Win and you're through. Sporting should, by right, have already wrapped their spot up in the next round. They've really stumbled over the last three games, having made a very good start. Tottenham, their form's been a little bit hit and miss of late, but I expect Tottenham to be able to get something in Marseille, but it won't be easy. That's going to be... Probably the best atmosphere we see in Europe tonight. And Marseille will be right up for that game. They will be right up for that one. Right, let's take a run around Europe and what took place at the weekend in the main European leagues. So, in Serie A, Napoli beats Sassuolo 4-0. Victor Asimian with a hat-trick. Kvice with the other. Kvice also had two assists. Lecce nil, Juventus won, Fagioli with the only goal of the game. Inter three, Sampdoria nil, Stefan de Vries, Nicola Barella and Joaquin Correa with the goals for Inter. Empoli nil, Atalanta two, Hatabor and Adamola Luckman, who seems to be doing very well with Atalanta, um, giving the victory to the team from Bergamo. Cremonese nil, Udinese nil, 
Spezia 1, Fiorentina 2. Uh, Nikola Milinkovic opened the scoring for Fiorentina. Nazola equalized for Spezia, but Arthur Cabral, the Brazilian forward they brought in to replace Vlahovic, who's been a little bit hit and miss since arriving, he got a late winner to give Fiorentina the three points. Lazio won Salernitana three. Big upset there. Lazio went one up through Sakagni, but then Candreva, Fazio and Dia giving Salernitana a huge win. Torino two, Milan one. Disappointing result for Milan without question. Uh, Gigi and Moranchuk with two goals in three minutes for Torino before Junior Messias gave Milan a bit of hope with 25 minutes to go, but it wasn't to be enough. Uh, Verona 1, Roma 3. Zaniolo, Volpato and El Shawari with the goals for Roma. Uh, Dawidzic has actually put Verona 1-0 up, but Roma were strong enough to come back and get three points. And then Monza 1, Bologna 2. Um, Patagna with a penalty for Monza, but Lewis Ferguson and Orsolini with the goals for Bologna. Great to see Lewis Ferguson getting his name on the t- on the score sheet um, after his move from Aberdeen in the summer. He has been pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. If you don't know him, he is the nephew of Barry Ferguson. He used to play for Rangers and was in the Premier League for a while with Birmingham. I think he was at Blackburn? Blackburn, Black... I think. Was he not? Hang on, I have to look this up. I th- He was definitely at Blackpool after Birmingham, but I think he was at Blackburn. I think he was Rangers, Blackburn, Rangers, and then Birmingham. Let me look this up. Yeah, Rangers 97 to 03, Blackburn 03 to 15, Rangers 05, sorry, 03 to 05, I should say, Rangers 05 to 09, Birmingham 09 to 2011, Blackpool 11 to 14, uh, with a loan at Fleetwood Town in 2012, and then to Clyde. In 2014, and he played one game for them. Um, and he has managed Blackpool as a caretaker. Clyde, oh, that's why he went there. Kelty Hearts uh, in Fife. And Aloha Athletic. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, seriously, a Barry Ferguson update for the week. <laughs> um. Right, league table. Napoli are top. Five points clear of Atalanta. They have remained unbeaten. Ten wins and two draws from their 12 matches played so far. 30 goals scored. Uh, by far the most. Five more than any other team in the division. Nine conceded. That is the fourth best defensive record in the league. So, just great balance. Uh, tremendous goal difference, plus 21. Napoli looking like a, a good bet to win Serie A this season, but obviously a long way to go. 
post-World Cup. They still have two games to get through. No, excuse me, they have three games to get through in the league before the World Cup, including a massive game on the 5th of November against Atalanta away. That is their next one. That will be huge. Then they're home to Empoli at home to Udinese. So get through that Atalanta game and they should go into the World Cup break unbeaten. Uh, in La Liga, Mallorca won Espanyol nil. Mariki with the goal for Mallorca and Lazo with the goal for Espanyol. Pablo Mafio, formerly, I want to say formerly Man City. I know he was at Stuttgart for a while. Was he part of City Football Group? I feel like he was part of the City Football Group for a while. He was part of the City Football Group for a while. Uh, he was sent off in that game. Almeria 3, Celta Vigo 1. Uh, Gabby Vega put Celta Vigo 1 up. Lazaro, Delahaus, and Iguaras with the goals for Almeria. Great win for them. Uh, Celta also had Viega sent off on 32 minutes, so seven minutes after putting them ahead. So that might explain the result. Uh, Cadiz 3, Atletico Madrid 2. This was an absolutely mental game. So Bongonda scored on one minute for Cadiz 1-0. Alex Fernandez scores for Cadiz on 81 minutes 2-0. Joe Felix scores for Atleti. On 85-2-1. Chef Felix scores again on 89-2-2. And then Ruben Sabrino scores in the 99th minute to give Cadiz a huge, huge win over Atleti. 3-2. Massive victory. Sevilla nil, Rayo Vallecano 1. Uh, Alvaro Garcia Rivera, Rivera with the only goal of the game on 61 minutes. Valencia nil, Barcelona one. Robert Lewandowski in the ninety third minute, last gasp goal, deserving win for Barca from the the highlights that I saw. But based on the statistics of the game, it does appear like Valencia decided to park the bus at home. And you always deserve to lose if you park the bus at home. I don't care who you're playing against. Osasuna two, Valladolid nil. Avia and Moy Gomez with the goals. Real Madrid won, Girona won, Vinicius Jr. on 70 for Real, Christian Stuani on 80 for Girona from the penalty spot, Tony Cruz sent off in the 91st minute. Am I right in thinking Girona are one of the City Football Group? I think they are, aren't they? Girona FC. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're part of the City Football Group. And also partly owned by Girona Football Group, which seems a little bit fishy. Um, Athletic Club won Villarreal nil. Inaki Williams with the only goal of the game. Inaki Williams is... He is an Athletic Club legend at this point. It's so strange that he never got his move. He had a big stagnation period for about four years. Where, to be fair, it wasn't even stagnation. It was proper regression. But in the last couple of years, he's really kicked on and gotten his career back on track. Uh, Real Sociedad nil, Real Betis 2. 
Juan Cruz and Iglesias with the goals, late, late goals for Betis, giving them a massive victory. And then Elche nil, Hetafe won. Uh, Ennis Unal, another former Manchester City player, with the only goal of the game. Jordan Amavi, former Aston Villa left-back, sent off on 78 minutes. The table, Real Madrid top. 12 games, 10 wins, 2 draws, 32 points. Barcelona only a point behind. Barcelona only one defeat this season and one draw. The defeat was to Real. Credit to Xavi. He really has done an exceptional job domestically. Obviously, the Champions League campaign was a mess, but domestically, they're playing and winning really well. Um, 29 goals scored, same amount as Real. Only four conceded. That's the best in Europe. So, massive, massive improvement there. And that four goals conceded, bear in mind, revolving door at left-back and injuries galore at centre-back. So... He's barely had an opportunity to play what would be nominally his best defence this season. And he's still getting good results. And Busquets, at this point, is a little bit of a turnstile in midfield. So once he gets a holding midfielder in, upgrade at right back, and gets his centre-backs back and gets the left-back situation ironed out, maybe they're going to be really good defensively. Um, Atleti are third. 23 points, same as Betis in fourth. Sociedad are fifth, or La Real. Uh, Athletic Club are sixth, 21 points. Osasuna, seventh on 20 points. That's probably the story of the season so far. It's great to see the three Basque clubs all doing so well. Osasuna are so often the, I suppose, the overlooked Would, it, would that be the right way to say it? The overlooked Basque club uh, behind Athletic Club and La Real. But the, the team from Pamplona are having a great season. Uh, Villarreal are 8th, Rayo Vallecano 9th, Valencia 10th. Sevilla still in the bottom three. So maybe sacking the manager didn't cure all. Now, Lopetegui had to go, but things aren't going well. Things are not going well at all for Sevilla. And when you see Betis doing so well, then you really do kind of get a measure of the the upset that the Sevilla fans will be feeling as their city rivals have a great season and they have a disaster. To France we go next. Lens 3, Toulouse 0. Uh, Luis Openda, the Belgian forward, Dutch forward. I think he's Belgian. I think he's Belgian. Uh, he scored a hat-trick. Fair play. Lens continue to impress. PSG 4, Troyes 3. Uh, Carlos Soler put PSG one up. No, I'm sorry, he didn't. Mama Balde put Troy's one up. Carlos Soler made it one all. Balde made it two one Troy's. Messi made it two two. Neymar made it three two to PSG. And Bappe made it four two to PSG. 
But Troyes kept going and Palaversa scored an 88 to uh, give PSG a little bit of a, a little bit of a panic attack for the last couple of minutes. And uh, they get out of it with a 4-3 win, but they won't have gone into that game expecting to concede three goals, that's for sure. Strasbourg 2, Marseille 2. Bamba Diang and Issa Kapore, former Man City player, um, scoring for Marseille. Matiba and Kevin Gamero, who's still knocking around, banging in goals every fourth game, which is about his bag, uh, for Strasbourg. Strasbourg. Augsburg won. Sorry, Augsburg. Auxerre won. Uh, Ajeko nil. Uh, Hamza Saki with the only goal of the game. Both sides with a man sent off there. Monaco 2, Angiers nil. Breland Bolo and Golovin with the goals for Monaco. Nantes 1, Clermont Foot 1. Uh, Borges and Mohamed with the goals in that game. Brest nil, Reims nil. Rennes 3, Montpellier nil. Terrier, Calamundo and Amin Guri with the goals for Rennes. They just are one of the most exciting teams in Europe. They're starting Guri and Calamundo up front with Terrier playing off the wing and Lovre Meyer as a playmaker. And off their bench, they have Jeremy Doku and they could have brought on Kamaldine Suleimana. Like, that is phenomenally strong. They're really fun to watch. If you haven't been watching them, you are missing out. Um, Laurent won Nice 2. Bad result for Laurent this one. Uh, they gone one up. Utara Uatara? We're going to go with Uatara with the opening goal on 18 but Yusuf Atal the uh, attacking right back and Gaetan Laborde the uh, big barreling centre forward with the goals for Nice. Great win for Nice. Uh, Leon won Lille nil, Alex Lacazette with the only goal of the game. So PSG are top five points clear of Lens. Ren are further three points back. PSG, by the way, unbeaten through 13 games. Um Rennes are third, they're on Ren are third, they're on 27. Laurent are fourth, they're on 27 as well, but haven't won in their last three. Marseille have dropped to fifth and they haven't won in five three defeats and the draw at the weekend that's poor um monaco next then lille then leon claremont food and nice bringing up the top 10 in france in portugal pacos ferreira nil maritimo one jesus ramirez with the goal there Santa Clara won, Porto won. Really bad result for Porto. Um, Cardoso put them one up on three minutes. Kennedy Boateng equalized on 83 minutes for Santa Clara. Benfica five, Chavez nil. David Neres, Alex Grimaldo, Goncalo Ramos, Peter Musa, Pitar Musa, and Rafa Silva with the goals in that one. Aruka won Sporting nil. Basel with the only goal of the game. Another bad result for Sporting. Porto Menens won. Estorel won. Uh, what do we have here? Erison scoring for Estorel. 
They then had uh, Figueroa sent off. Wellington Jr. equalised for Portimonense with a penalty on 88 minutes. And Joe Carvalho was sent off, so Estorel ended the game with nine men. A little bit bad tempered there. Boa Vista, two. Vizela, two. Uh, Waite, Mazaki Waite, scoring after four minutes for Boa Vista. D'Souza equalised two minutes later. Uh, then Zohi put Vizela one up. And then Njay with a penalty on 78 minutes equalising and Guzo sent off for Vizela late on. Casapia 1, Rio Avi 0. Saviour Godwin. Saviour Godwin. What a name. What a name. Outstanding. Uh, that's right up there with Fashion Sakala, Isaac Success, Marvellous Nakamba. Outstanding. I must get his details and send that to Trev Downey uh, because only a man like Trev Downey could truly appreciate the greatness that is in that name. Gil Vicente nil, Braga won. Uh, Madeiras with the only goal of the game for Braga. And lastly, Vittoria 3, Familiqueau 2. Um, Michael Johnston put Vittoria 1 up. Then Nelson Deleuze, Nelson Deleuze scored twice in eight minutes to put them three up. Familiqueau fought back. Alex Milan with two goals, 78, sorry, 74 and 83. Uh, Hernan De La Fuente sent off late on for Familiqueau. So they end the game with 10 men. The table has Benfica top. 11 games played, 10 wins, one draw. Most goals scored, least goals conceded. They're six points clear of Braga, who are a further two points clear of Porto. Casapia and Vitoria threatening, threatening to uh, gay crash the top four party this year. Vitoria fourth, Casapia fifth. Sporting sixth on 19, Bovista seventh on 17. Not a particularly good time for the second clubs. Sporting, obviously, the second club of Lisbon. Not that sporting fans would be too happy to hear that, but I think everybody would agree Benfica are the biggest club in the city. And Boa Vista, obviously, the kind of second club of the city of Porto. And um, it hasn't gone well for them either. But they haven't been great in a few years, so you can't really be too surprised by that one. Um, Bundesliga next. Werder Bremen 1, Hertha Berlin 0. Great result at the weekend. RB Leipzig 2, Leverkusen 0. Christopher Nkunku and Timo Werner with the goals there. Bayern Munich 6, Mainz 2. Uh, Serge Nabry, Jamal Musiala, Sadio Mane, Leon Goretzka, Matisse Tell, and Eric Maxime Chupa Moting with the goals for. Bayern, uh, Sylvan Widmar and or Widmar and uh, Ingvartsen, Marcus Ingvartsen with the goals for Mines. Good win for Bayern. They need to just keep winning because eventually they know Berlin won't be able to sustain this and they'll just, you know, breeze to the top of the league and then breeze to the league title again. Again, because that's what happens. Uh, Stuttgart 2, Augsburg 1. 
Wolfsburg 4, Bochum 0. Uh, Felix Nemecha, another former Manchester City player. Uh, Ridley Baku and Jonas Wind with the goals there. Eintracht Frankfurt 1, Borussia Dortmund 2. Julian Brand opens the scoring. Daichi Kamada equalises and Jude Bellingham gives Dortmund an important win. Union Berlin 2, Munchen Gladbach 1. Uh, Nick, Nico Alvedi had given Gladbach the lead in the first half, but uh, this Berlin team are really dogged, really dogged. Uh, Behrens and Dokley with the goals. The Dokley goal coming in Doki, sorry, I think it's Doki, coming in the 97th minute. Schalke nil, Freiburg 2. Uh, Vincenzo Griffel with the two goals for Freiburg. Cologne won, Hoffenheim won. Um, Florian Keynes with the goal for Cologne. Jakob Brun Larsen with the equaliser and Ozan Kabak sent off late on for Hoffenheim. As far as the table goes, Berlin, Union Berlin top 26 points, one point ahead of Bayern. Uh, Bayern have scored by far the most goals this season. They've scored 38. Nobody else has scored more than 25. Berlin have built their team on defence, though. They've only conceded nine, Bayern 10, and then everybody else is sort of 13, 15, and beyond that. Um, a lot of bad defences in Europe this year. Freiburg are third. They're one point behind Bayern. Dortmund are fourth. They're on 22 points. Eintracht Frankfurt, who've had such a strange season, somehow find themselves in fifth. Leipzig are sixth. Hoffenheim seventh. Werder Bremen eighth. Mines ninth and Cologne tenth. Then the bottom of the table, you've got Schalke, who have now just taken up bottom place. Bochum and Leverkusen. Leverkusen don't look right. There's there's something badly wrong with Leverkusen at the moment, and it can't just be the flat fact that Florian Wirtz is injured. It can't just be the fact that Florian Wirtz is injured. Um. Right, championship then. Let's have a look at the championship. Birmingham City 2, QPR 0. Uh, Austin Trusty. Uh, who's he? He's. Is he Arsenal? He's an Arsenal player, isn't he? He's the American. Yeah. In on loan from Arsenal. And uh, Longolo with the goals there for. For Birmingham, bad result for QPR though, because they'd been right up the top of the table. Bristol won, Swansea won, Tommy Conway for Bristol, Oliver Nitcham for Swansea, West Brom nil, Sheffield United two, Iliman Nadea with the opener, and Ollie McBurney with the second for Sheffield United. Ollie McBurney is the ideal championship number nine. Can't play in the Premier League, but he's just he suits the championship really well. Luton won Sunderland nil. Sorry, Luton won Sunderland one. What is wrong with me? Uh Carlton Morris with the opener for Luton and Elliot John Embleton with the equalizer. Elliot Embleton. It's an unusual name. Cardiff won Rotherham. One, Jaden Philogene. Has he got a brother, I wonder? Because it's an unusual surname. 
Where, where, where do you play? No, it's the same. <laughs> I knew I knew the name from an Aston Villa player. It's the same player. He's just on loan at Cardiff, and I was unaware of that. Um, he's a good player. He is a very talented player. But good result there for Cardiff to win over Rotherham 1-0. Um, now I need to find my back. There we go. Wigan nil, Watford 1. Jao Pedro with the only goal of the game late on. Hull nil, Blackburn 1. Sammy Samidis, name butchered. Um, Samedic, I don't know. Some fella called Sammy scored for Black Blackburn. Burnley two, Reading one, and Tom Ince opened the scoring. Manuel Benson and Zaruri giving Burnley yet another win. Burnley are just looking like a team that's destined for the Premier League. Preston two, Borough one. Um, Chuba Akpom opened the scoring Jakobsen and Story with the goals for Preston to give Preston a good win Huddersfield won Millwall nil Nakayama with the goal for Huddersfield Norwich 3 Stoke 1, 2 for Aaron Ramsey also unknown from Villa and Gabriel Sara with the third Nick Powell with the late consolation for Stoke. Coventry won, Blackpool 2. Casey Palmer giving Coventry the lead, but Gary Medine and Jerry Yates gave Blackpool a, a good win, a good away win. So Burnley are top, 35 points. Blackburn are second, 33 points. Blackburn have not drawn a game all season. 18 games, 11 wins, 7 defeats. Seven defeats in the second in the division. In the top half, going all the way down. Actually, hang on. In the top 16 in the division, there's only two teams that have lost more games. And two teams that have lost the same amount. But they find themselves second because they've won 11 games, which is the most... In the division. So whatever it is that Jean Dalton is cooking up there seems to be working. QPR third on 30 points. Sheffield United fourth on 29. Norwich next on 28. Swansea also 28. Watford have 26. Millwall have 26. Luton have 25. Preston and Reading also 25. Reading has started really well and it has all kind of fallen off a little bit. That's four defeats and five for them now. Uh, Birmingham make up the rest of the top half. At the bottom, it's West Brom, it's Huddersfield, it's Coventry, and it's Borough. So that's four big clubs at the bottom of the division. Three of whom have been in the Premier League in the not-too-distant past. And Coventry were one of the early kind of Premier League teams. And I think Coventry will probably get out of this. I think Borough will get out of it. But Huddersfield and West Brom, it just doesn't just doesn't feel right with them. Now there's still so much of the season to go. Remember, 46 games in the championship. So it's not like it's in any way a, a panic stations just yet. Uh we'll do League One. Portsmouth won, Shrewsbury won. 
Zach Swanson with for Portsmouth, Elliot Bennett for Shrewsbury, Charlton for Ipswich for. This game sounds mental. So George Edmondson scores right on the cusp of half time, three minutes into stoppage time in the first half to give Ipswich a 1-0 lead. Then Tyrese John-Jules, who I don't know if he's still owned by Arsenal, but he used to be owned by Arsenal. His uncle is Cat from Red Dwarf, if anyone watches Red Dwarf. Um, he makes it 2-0 to Ipswich. Then Raksaki, who's in on loan from Crystal Palace, makes it 2-1 on 63. And Albie Morgan equalises on 76. Gets to 90 minutes, it's 2-2. Freddie Ladapo scores on 91 for Ipswich. Sam Morsey scores on 94 for Ipswich. And then Terrell Thompson scores on 96 for Charlton to make it 4-3. And George Dobson scores on 99 to give us a 4-4. Mental game. Sheffield Wednesday 4, Burton Albion 2. Uh, Barry Bannon, Michael Smith, Malik Wilkes and Fasayo Deli Bashiru, who I think is owned by Watford. No. Oh, no, he's somebody different. Oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Tom Deli Bashiru. Um both also, by the way, former Manchester City players. It, City's fingerprints are just so far and wide now. It's actually mental. Um Sam Winnell and Tom Hammer scored the goals for Burton, if anyone was wondering. Bolton won Oxford three. Dion Charles, Javon. Anderson, Kieran Brown, and Steve Seddon with the goals for Oxford. Cheltingham nil. Cheltenham. Cheltingham? Cheltenham nil. MK Dons nil. Um, Peterborough won Cambridge nil. Who got the goal for Peterborough? Lloyd Jones own goal. Uh, Wickham won Morecambe nil. No, Wickham won Morecambe one. God, I'm struggling today. Barnsley two, Forest Green nil. Port Vale 1, Lincoln 0, Derby 4, Bristol Rovers 2. So Joey Barton's flip chart, not so successful. Uh, Fleetwood 3, Accrington Stanley 0, and Plymouth 4, Exeter 2. What do we have? Plymouth top of the league, Ipswich 2nd, 4 points behind. Sheffield Wednesday, further 3 points behind in 3rd. Peterborough are 4th. They're 10 points behind Plymouth after 17 games. Portsmouth are fifth. Portsmouth have two games in hand on all the teams above them. Then it's Bolton, Derby, Barnsley, Charlton, Exeter, Shrewsbury, Port Vale. Uh, down the bottom, we've got Burton Albion, we've got Morecambe, we've got Forest Green, and we've got MK Dons. I'd really like to see MK Dons get themselves out of that mess and get moving a little bit up the table. Uh, we won't bother with League Two. No disrespect, but just let's move on. Um, what about Scotland then? St. Johnston won Kilmarnock nil, Dundee United nil, Motherwell won, 
Hibernian 3, St. Mirren 0. Rangers 4, Aberdeen 1. Good win for Rangers ahead of big game against Ajax tonight. Livingston 0, Celtic 3, Furuhashi, Taylor and Jota with the goals there. And Hearts 2-1 winners at Ross County. Celtic are top four points clear from Rangers. Rangers have 29 points. Same amount of games played. Hibs are third, 20 points, but they've played a game more than Aberdeen, who are a point behind, and St. Mirren, who are also a point behind uh, Hibs. So Celtic are going, to, are going to win the league by the looks of things. Them and Rangers are going to run away from the pack. That is standard. And it is just then about kind of who else stays in the division. Uh, for now, Ross County and Dundee United looking like teams that could find their way into the lower league. Um, the Argentine top flight, the Premier Division, is now over for the year. Uh, what a weird, weird system. So there's 28 teams in their division and everybody plays each other once. Bizarre. Everybody plays each other once. Uh, Boca Juniors finish as the league champions. Two points clear of Racing Club. River Plate third. Hurricane fourth. Let's have a look then. Newell's Old Boys in 11th. Independiente in 14th. Estudiantes in 18th. Velas Sarsfield in 26th. Nuts. It's too many teams. It's just too many teams in that division. Um, the Brazilian Serie A is rounding out as well. Right, coming right up on crunch time, there are three games left, and that competition will be over before the World Cup begins. So last round of games, we had Flamengo 3, Santos 2. We had Atletico Paranaense 1, Palmeiras 3, Botafogo 2, Bragantino 1, Corinthians 0, Fluminense 2, Internacional 2, Chiera 1, Goes 2, America 2, Fortaleza 3, Coritiba 1, Sao Paulo 2, Atletico something 1, Atletico Mineiro 1, Juventud 0, and Cueva 1, Ave 0. The table looks as follows. Palmeiras top, 10 points clear of Internacional. So Palmeiras need one more win, or they need Internacional to drop points, and the title is over. Uh, Flamengo are third on 61. Fluminense, fourth, also 61. Corinthians, fifth. Atletico Pyrenees, sixth. Uh, Atletico Mineiro, seventh. Sao Paulo, eighth. Forstelezen, ninth. And Botafogo, tenth. Uh, what games do we have coming up? So this week, um, the only teams that really matter in terms of the league are. International and Palmeiras. Palmeiras 
are home to Fortaleza. Fortaleza are ninth, and International are away to America, who are eleventh. So both sides should win. That will give uh Palmeiras the title. Palmeiras' other games after that, they have Cueva away. They are 16th. Um, they have America at home. They're 11th at the moment. And they have International away on the last day. So if they did lose their next three and it went to the last day of the season, it would be a title decider, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They will have that title wrapped up and Abel Ferreira will get his flowers. That man has done an unbelievable job at Palmeiras. But it's also been off the basis of huge investment in their youth team and their youth facilities and their academy and coaches and scouting and recruitment. That is the best run club in Brazil by a considerable margin. And it's a shame that they didn't get to they didn't get to win their third straight Copa Libertadores because um, they deserved it, to be quite honest. I, I think they're a better team than Flamengo, who who won the Copa Libertadores at the weekend, beating Atletico Pernese, uh 1-0 in what was a fairly dull final. Pedro Henrique was sent off on 43 minutes and Gabby Barbosa scored um, four minutes into first half stoppage time, it was a, a fairly dull game of football, it must be said. But Brazilian dominance of the competition continues. I think that's five or six years in a row now. Was the last team to win it who was in Brazilian River Plate in that final that had to be played in Madrid? I think it was. Oh, it's only four years. Yes, yeah, it was four years in a row it's been in it's been won by a Brazilian team. Flamengo, Palmeiras twice, Flamengo again. River Plate won it in 2018. Grêmio had won it in 17. Since 2010, nine times Brazilian won, three Argentine, and once by a Colombian team. We'll take a break. When we come back, we've got lots of gossip to catch up on, about four days' worth. So we'll go through that. I'll see you then. Right, welcome back. So, um, before I go any further, can I just take a moment to laugh at how petulant and petty Cristiano Ronaldo is? Gary Neville has gone to bat for him incessantly for over a year. And when he finally criticizes him and rightly criticizes him over his behavior and over the fact that he needs to leave Manchester United because he's not good for that club, Cristiano just snubs him like a child. He is like a child. He can't take any criticism at all. Um, it's it's not Gary Neville's fault that you're washed. Simple as that. Uh, let's look at the gossip then. 
Tottenham striker Harry Kane has put contract talks on hold until after the World Cup. Tottenham are also keen to sign Pierre-Emile Heusberg and Eric Dyer to new deals. I don't know why you'd be keen to sign Eric Dyer to a new deal. You should be keen to sign him to a different club. Uh, Harry Kane is a target for Bayern Munich. Juventus want to appoint Antonio Conte for the start of next season after they've made a mess of themselves. Uh, I don't think he'll go back there. I could be wrong, but I don't think he will. Newcastle are interested in 18-year-old Brazilian winger winger Uganaldo, who plays for Vasco da Gama. He's a 26 million release clause in his contract. I have to admit, I have no idea who that player is. Um, I have no idea. But I would imagine the jump from the Brazilian second division to the Premier League is astronomical. So maybe one to hold back on. Eddie Howe has denied contract talks are taking place at Miguel Almiron. Why would you deny that? You should be pushing the board to give him a new deal. Um, Arta Mello will remain on loan at Liverpool for the rest of the season despite suffering a serious tie injury. He's played only 13 minutes. It'll be an excuse for Liverpool not to buy in January. Um, Newcastle are preparing to offer Bruno Gamerich a new contract worth 200 grand a week. Um, it says to fight off interest from Chelsea and Rail, it's probably more to remove the buyout clause from his contract. Newcastle are in talks. Sorry, I've read that wrong. Um, Manchester United are in talks over a new deal with 18 year old Argentine winger. Uh, Alejandro Garnacho looks looks a talent. He does look a talent, to be fair. Valencia and Inter Milan could move for Manchester United and Netherlands midfielder Donny van de Beek in January. He needs to get away from Manchester United as quickly as possible. There are very few players in world football who need a move more than him. David De Gea will not go to the World Cup after reportedly being left off Spain's 55-man provisional squad, right? First of all, Spain do not have 55 players who are good enough to play for their national team right now. Neither do England. So when England's is put out, I'll be saying the same thing. But the idea that David De Gea wouldn't be among the 55 is absolutely ludicrous. I know he's been less than his best for the last couple of years. But, you know, if you're picking a 55-man squad... I'd assume there's four or five goalkeepers there. Spain don't have four or five goalkeepers better than De Gea. They might have two. They don't have four or five. Jorginho will delay a decision on a move away until he has heard an offer from Barcelona. Why on earth would Barcelona want Jorginho? Arsenal, Newcastle and West Ham are interested in 21-year-old Danish winger Gustav Isaksen from Mittelian, but face competition from AC Milan. I don't remember him from when Liverpool played Mittelian. I don't know enough about the player. He's a right winger. He's 21, 22 in April. Um... Six goals in 22 games this season, six and 46 last season. You'd want to see that output go well up 
in the Danish league before you'd be considering him for a top league. Uh, Leeds are set to revive their interest in Cody Gakpo. Fair play. Craig Dawson wants to leave West Ham in January. Do you know what? Craig Dawson leaving would be a good thing for West Ham because Moyes, Moyes is a bit of a coward and he has his favourites and he sticks with them. Like Craig Dawson should not have been playing at the weekend uh, in the same way Fabianski shouldn't still be number one. What is Moyes is holding West Ham back at the moment. I'm not saying he should be fired, but he needs to get out of his own way. He's holding himself back, more to the point. Barcelona, Paris Saint-Germain and Real Madrid want to sign 16-year-old Brazilian forward Endrick from Palmeiras. Super talented. Super, super talented. Brighton are confident of signing highly rated 18-year-old or 17-year-old Facundo Buan. I don't know how you say that name. We're going to call him Facundo. 17-year-old from Rosario Central. Buana Note? I don't know. Buana Note. Buana Note? We'll go with Buana Note. Um, most likely butchered. Most likely butchered. If Brighton are signing him, he's going to be good because that's what Brighton do. Joan Laporte wants to bring Lionel Messi back to Barcelona in January. Not going to happen. Messi will decide his future after the World Cup. Uh, that's fine. Sporting are prepared to propose a deal to sign Cristiano Ronaldo. They can't afford him. Let's be honest. Unless he's going to go back and play for a, a minimal wage. Um, Wolves are preparing to make a third bid to appoint Julian Lopetegui as manager. Okay. Edson Alvarez says he was disappointed and moved to Chelsea did not materialise in the summer. There's always next summer. N'Golo Kante's contract runs out with Chelsea this summer and he's a leading target for Barcelona as they look to replace Sergio Busquets. That is, that is some gutter journalism. Is what that is. It's absolute nonsense. Um, Barcelona hoped to sell Memphis Depay in January. They tried to sell him all summer and couldn't. Frank Kessie is not happy with his lack of first-team football at Barcelona and wants to return to Serie A. What did you think was going to happen? Like, I'm not being funny, but know, know your role stay in your lane. What did you think was going to happen at Barcelona? Manchester City are prepared to offer Bernardo Silva an improved five-year contract. He seemingly wants to leave. Barcelona have entered the race to sign Bruno Gomes. He would be a good replacement for Sergio Busquets. Brighton want £85 million for Moises Casado. No, they don't. Nonsense. Brighton and Everton are interested in Monaco's 25-year-old left-back, Chao Henrique. Average at best. Craig Dawson wants to leave in January. I mean, this is Football Insider, so it's in all likelihood. If it's Wayne Vesey, it is garbage. It is Wayne Vesey. So, you know, garbage. But I, like I said, it would be a good thing for West Ham in general if he left. Um... Blackburn Rovers are planning to keep Ben Britton Diaz in the January window, even if it means he leaves in a free in the summer. Because the reward for getting into the Premier League, the amount of money that would flood into their coffers is far more than what they'd get in January from. So it makes sense. Thomas Tuchel says he has not made a decision about when he will return to management. Take a break. 
take a break, have a ham sandwich, uh, put on a bit of weight there. You look, you're looking a little bit gaunt. Uh, Real Madrid are in pole position to sign Jude Bellingham. Frankie de Jong, who was linked with a move to Manchester United, is intent on staying at the new camp uh, because he's an idiot, it would seem. Juventus want to bring in Sergei Milinkovic-Savage and Alessandro Bastoni in order to convince Tottenham manager Antonio Conte to join them. Well, this is some nonsense. Uh, Juventus vice president Pavel Nedved has played down any move for Conte by saying the Serie A club have full faith in Max Allegri. I think Nedved is part of the problem there. I just don't think he's very good at what he's been asked to do right now. Like since he's one of a, a group that when they kind of took up their current roles, Juventus's fortunes took a drastic shift for the worse. Tottenham are keen to offload Giovanni Lo Celso and might accept 18 million, yada, yada. Uh, Arsenal are favoured to sign Yuri Tielemans. Manchester United are interested in Jeremy Frimpong, but could face competition from Chelsea. Real Madrid are to bid for Gabriel Jesus next summer. Nonsense. Tottenham, Nottingham Forest, West Ham and Marseille are ready to rekindle their interest in Ruslan Malinowski. Uh, he's a good player. I'm not sure he's what, certainly not what Forest need. Not sure he's what Tottenham need. Uh, I don't really see why what he would do for West Ham. Atletico Madrid rejected a 100 million euro offer from Bayern Munich for Joe Felix in the summer. No, they didn't. Garbage. Absolute garbage. Former Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel said his sacking came too soon. He is correct. Real Madrid are prepared to offer Marco Asensio a new contract. I don't understand why, but every couple of days that's reported and it, it just doesn't make sense any day. Manchester City fear Ilkay Gundogan will leave the club in a free transfer next summer. He has yet to agree a new contract. His current deal apply, uh, expires in June. He would be a, he will be a big blow when he goes because he's super important to Man City and to how Guardiola gets balance in his team. Manchester United want to secure Marcus Rashford's future before the end of the year to fend off interest. Uh, he will be open to free to open contract talks with foreign clubs in January. Well, no, he won't because there's an option in his contract, so he can't actually do anything. So that's nonsense. Um, Manchester United are interested in signing Max Ahrens or, or Jer Jeremy Frimpong to challenge Diogo Delo. Delo's actually playing really well, so like. Just let him at it. You have Brandon Williams. You have Juan Basaka. You don't need to buy another right back. Maybe focus on what you actually do need. That might be of, of help to you. Um, Robert Lewandowski says he is comfortable and happy at Barcelona and added that the club's failure to qualify for the last 16 of the Champions League will make them stronger for the future. Yeah, I mean, whatever you have to say to make yourself sleep, that's fine. Arsenal reportedly sent scouts to watch Danilo of Palmeiras. They can leave him alone. That's what they can do. He's too good to play for Arsenal. And by that, I mean they want him at Liverpool. So leave him alone. Arsenal are reportedly in talks with Uruguay winger Facundo Torres from Orlando City. Don't know enough about him. 
Manchester United are still interested in signing Cody Gakbo. Chelsea are considering a move for Wolves and Portugal defender Nelson Semedo to replace their England, injured England international Rhys James. Makes absolutely no sense because Rhys James will be back by the time the January transfer window opens. So it just doesn't make sense. Brighton boss Roberto De Zerbi is keen to sign Michalo Matvienko, Ukrainian centre-back, who is valued at 17.2 million by Shakhtar Donetsk. He is a good player. He is a good player. Left-footed, can play really well in a back three, can play as a left-back. I just don't think he'd be... I don't think he'd be the one to go and get if you were buying a centre-back of Ukrainian stock. Like, Ilya Zabarny is by far the best Ukrainian centre-back. But I suppose if it's to fit in the back three, then it makes more sense. Um... Flamengo's Brazilian midfielder Joao Gomes or Joao Gomes says Liverpool are a team he would play for, although Real Madrid are reportedly also interested in the 21-year-old. Um he is a talented player for sure, and you certainly wouldn't be against him if you're a Liverpool fan. Uh he played quite well in the Copa Libertadores final. He's one of a really strong group of 2001 born young midfielders. Uh, you've got him, you've got Daniel at, at Palmeiras, you've got um, Jacob Ramsey, you've got Moises Casado, Manu Kone, Manuel Ugarth, Enzo Fernandez. Like, that's a really strong group. Um, that's the group Liverpool should really be targeting. But he wouldn't be to the top of that list for me. Um West Ham are keeping tabs on Middlesbrough's Isaiah Jones with the 23-year-old England wing-back also attracting interest from Palace. If West Ham are going to move to a back three, which it kind of looks like they might once everybody's fit, because they've got Carrera, Zuma and Agard, and that's, that's a strong back three, that Isaiah Jones fits really well as a right wing-back. I don't know about him as a full-back in a four, though. Leicester City are not thinking about selling Yuri Tielemans in January. They should be. Uh, England are hopeful Bakayo Saka will be fit for the World Cup, having spoken to the Gunners after the 21-year-old was injured in the 5-0 Arsenal win over Forest on Sunday. And lastly, Sheffield Wednesday manager Darren Moore says contract talks are taking place with 21-year-old Midfielder Fisayo Deli Bashuri, a Bashiru, Bashiru, who's in the final year of his current deal. Anyway, that is me finished rambling for today. Not the best today, not the best, but back tomorrow. We'll be better tomorrow. That's the promise. We'll be better tomorrow. See you then. Bye bye. Podcast Network.